You are listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast, and this is a special bonus series called The Comedy Chronicles. My name is Holly Shaw, and I always wanted to try stand-up comedy, and so I finally did. Come with me on my journey into the world of open mics and dirty jokes from the perspective of a performance coach and also just an everyday woman looking for an outlet to mouth off and speak her mind. Well, I have been at this stand-up thing for exactly a month and two days now. And the whole attitude that I started with of like, oh, I'm just having fun. It's okay if I bomb. Yeah, that's that lasted about a week. And now I care. God has helped me. <sighs> I care if I'm good. Oh, that's never a good feeling. I know... It's like this catch-22. It's like, in some ways, I'm so much better when I don't care. And for me, there's always been this mm, this challenge of trying to keep things light, right? And on top of that, I'm not writing my next book like I planned. I mean, I'm working on it here and there, but most of my time that I'm supposed to be writing my book, I'm actually writing jokes. So I'm obsessed I'm coming face-to-face with my limitations as a performer, as a comedian. I'm finding out those areas that I'm weak. I'm remembering areas where I've always been weak. So that's always fun. And I learned two things this week. Number one, ask for what you want. And number two, I think open mics are for people who hate themselves. And... Oh, and I learned one more thing. Number three, this is kind of a side performance thing. When you're on stage, you have to act like you have all the time in the world, even though you don't. So I'm going to get into these things and tell you some stories from my week in this episode of Comedy Chronicles. So I just did a comedy gig last night awesome thing. I got called by a producer at the last minute. This producer who had had seen me at one of his open mics and he's like, hey, you want to be part of my comedy team? Like, I'd love to have you, um, you know, as part of this group of, of performers. And I'm like, yeah, of course. And so I had gone to one of his shows on Friday night and he mentioned that a comedian hadn't shown up. And At the prompting of my best friend, Bernadette, who is a lifesaver and always has really great ideas, she was like, you know, you should really just tell him, hey, I'm available if you if you want me to go up. And I was like, really? Oh, that would be that's crazy. But okay, I'm going to do it. So I at some point during the night, I went over and I just sort of was talking to him and I said, hey, you know, if um, if you need anybody last minute, like I'm ready to go up anytime, anywhere. Now, I don't know if that's particularly true, but I kind of feel like one of those people that works best on the fly when you don't give me much much time to like worry about it and get nervous about it. So I was like, you know, I think this is this overconfidence thing that I sometimes have is going to work in my favor in this particular instance. So I just told him that, you know, I said um And then we had been talking about comedy. He's like, how long have you been doing this? And I was like, well, you know, I feel confident because, um, you know, I, 
I speak. I get up stage and I speak. I I have a podcast. Um, I've been an actor um, earlier in my life. I've been a dancer. Like I'm on stage a lot, right? So I feel confident. Comedy, I'm learning. You know, like I'm trying to to be like, look, you know, I'm I'm still working out the jokes, still figuring out how to 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 carve out a set of of comedy really well. Um, but I feel like I have a little leg up in the performance area, of course. Right. Um, and anyway, so then this guy, this same producer, I had said that to sure enough, one day later, I get, um, a DM from him on Instagram and he's like, Hey, what's up? I'm, I need another comedian. If you can come, it's at seven 30. Awesome. And my kid happened to be at a choir performance. I was like, oh, man, I don't know. I got to pick him up at 830. Like, can you get me in and out? And he's like, sure, no problem. So I go down there. And it was awesome because I had planned to practice my comedy while I was um, during that time. Anyway, I was going to go home, literally go home and just practice in my living room. So it was perfect. I was like, oh, this is this is way better. I can like see how these jokes are really working in real time. Right. So I went in and I um, met the performers. Gosh, like nice performers, you know, everybody else, all the other comedians are so supportive and great. The crowd was friendly and I get up and I do my set and I have to say, like, it didn't go badly. You know, like I felt good about it. Like, did everybody laugh at all my jokes? No. Like, are there some things that I probably should just let go of telling stories about? Probably yes. Like for some reason, nobody wants to hear about a mature woman dating younger guys. This is like a topic that no one wants to hear about. I'm finding. I did not know. I thought it was kind of a funny, interesting. I thought at least the other older women in the audience would want it. No, nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to talk about that, Holly. So I'm learning that either I need better jokes about it, I need to spend less time on it. I don't know. Um, But that was fun. You know, it was fun to have that experience live in the room with people getting that constant feedback. I got to try out one of my new one of my new um, jokes about being a hypnotherapist, because, hey, being a hypnotist, I just feel like that's inherently kind of funny. And um, so I've been trying to figure out ways that I could work it in and and tell jokes. And I, <laughs> I have this whole thing, this whole bit that I do now with, um, you know, have you guys seen the movie Get Out? Yeah. Well, I just recently saw that and I was like, oh my God, I got to do a joke about it. So I brought a tea, um, a teacup and, and, uh, I do this whole little bit at the end. So anyway, I'm still working on that. I, I literally like the host was literally trying to come up on stage and stop me. I probably shouldn't have kept going, but I was like, no man, just let me, let me get this joke in. And I did it. And you know, I got a reaction which it didn't, you know, it wasn't the best execution of that joke. I need to work on it. But um, I just wanted to see if it was going to work at all. Like I was going to, I wanted to see if people were going to make the connection. Right. And they did. So I was like, success. And then I took my teacup and my little, my little spoon and my little, um, my little tea platter. What the fuck is that called? I can't think of it right now. God damn it. And I just put it in my purse and I, I took off and I, I picked up my kid. In fact, I got to see him perform one of his songs. So that was awesome. Yeah, so much better 
than an experience that I had earlier in the week, which um, makes me think that open mics are for people that hate themselves. Like, I get that, you know, open mics, you're supposed to go up, have an opportunity to practice your material. I, I would rather practice my material in my living room. Like, I do not see the point in hazing people. I got totally hazed by this host before I had even stepped on stage. It's one thing to hear my material and then make fun of it. And I get it. Comedians do that to each other, you know? This guy never met me. I had only said the words to him, thank you, pretty much. Like when I signed up, I was like, thank you for doing this. And then he just hosed me, just like called me arrogant, all kinds. He talked about doing things to my body. It was like, come on. And it put me in such a, mm, it just sort of ignited this state of like fight or flight in me. Ooh, I got so angry with it. I got so, I was so angry mm, that I, then once I got on stage, I basically did like a form of revenge comedy. It was, it was not cute. Like I did not feel good about it. And at the end of the day, like, was it horrible? Probably not as much as I think. Was it awkward? Was it tense? Sure. Here I am learning to play with the tension. And it just made me think, God, I think, you know, open mics are a really difficult way to learn how to do this stuff. And I know that everybody's says, oh, that's how you, you do it. I don't really see the point in a really unsupportive atmosphere where no one's listening to you, no one's looking at you. Like everybody was looking down, even the host was turned away. And I don't know if this was a hazing thing and if people get nicer. And you can sit there and criticize and be like, well, Holly, you're not tough enough to make it. You know what? I've been told that my whole career. I've been doing things for 25 years. And am I a softie? Well, yeah, I'm a softie. But I don't know. I just look for those people that are supportive and nice and kind. And those that's where I flourish. That's the thing is like I don't actually get any better. Like I get worse when I'm in really crappy atmospheres. And that's just something that I've learned about myself. And so I choose not to put myself in those, those certain scenarios. Good news is... Um, with the exception of some open mics that I already know are pretty hospitable, I don't necessarily have to do a whole bunch of open mics. I'm getting gigs booked. I've got, I just did one last night. I've got two more coming up, one on Friday, one on March 23rd. I'm going to be hosting and doing comedy. And, you know, I think those are the places where you really learn because those are the, the audience is really where you're getting feedback on your jokes, because they're actually there to be entertained, right? I've said this before. I'll say it again. Your peers are not your audience. And I get that we want to impress our peers. It's nice to be acknowledged. But in my humble experience, you can spend a lot of wasted time trying to impress people that aren't actually who you're trying to reach anyway. Yeah. So 
I think open mics are for people who hate themselves. <laughs> that being said, I'll probably go to like five of them next week because, you know, got to practice. <laughs> but I'm going to start choosing the ones that are the nicer, better vibes ones. So, and then finally, I learned that, you know, when you're on stage, you have to act like you have all the time in the world, even though you don't. So this is where I, you know, this is where I, my shortcomings are. I'm finding this is where I'm a little weak right now because I'm so new to comedy. I want to be liked. Oh, God forbid. I want people to like me. I want to be good at it all of a sudden. And I think that's kind of showing. Right. So there's some times when I could just tend to kind of take a beat, survey the room, hang in the tension of a joke a little more. But I think I'm kind of rushing a little bit. And I'm not a rusher. Like usually I tend to like speak very pretty slowly f- compared to most comedians. But I think for me, I'm kind of I've got that vibe of like, oh, I, I don't have a lot of time. I got to get this joke in. And I think people can feel that, right? And it's, uh, you know, you want them to feel like they have all the time in the world. Like time is suspended when you're you're talking to them, right? And um, so I think the whole, oh, you only have five minutes. Oh, you only have 10 minutes. Um, you f- I, f- I feel this constant time pressure, right, to get laughs when within a certain amount of time. So I think I need to find a way to lay off of that and pretend like I have all the time in the world when I'm up there. Just relax a little more. I think I could I could be a little more relaxed. So that is it for Comedy Chronicles this week. Stay tuned because more gigs, more laughs, more times when Holly gets angry at hosts. No, (laughs) hopefully not. But more of goodness. And next week, actually, coming up on Wednesday, we got Jeremy McCush on the show. Jeremy McCush is going to be talking about drag. He's a drag artist and a musician. He talks about the shamanic properties of drag and shape-shifting and being off of social media for taking a social media break. Really, really fascinating guy. You're not going to want to miss that episode coming up soon, coming up Wednesday. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. My name is Holly Shaw.